0: Welcome and thank you for joining us on Inside Bend, a podcast where we get an inside look at the city of Bend from the people who keep our city running. You'll hear about the innovative ways our local government is responding to our community's needs and helping shape Bend's future. I'm your host, Jacob Larson. This month on the podcast, we wanted to learn more about the transportation fee that's being discussed by the Bend City Council. Sarah Hudson, project manager for the transportation fee, joined me to talk about what the fee is and why the city is establishing this fee. On January 3rd, the Bend City Council held a work session to help provide more direction on a number of items to draft the code that will guide how we implement this fee. This is a major milestone in the nearly year-long effort toward creating the transportation fee. There will be more opportunities for the community to weigh in on this topic in the coming months as the new policy is not yet finalized. Okay, let's get into our conversation now. Okay, today on the podcast, I am joined by Sarah Hudson. She is a senior policy analyst here at the City of Bend. Sarah, thank you for chatting with me today.
1: Happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: So today we're going to talk uh, transportation fee, but I always like to start off with asking you a little bit about yourself, kind of understand your role and responsibilities here at the city. So Um, How long have you been at the City of Bend now?
1: I started at the City of Bend in April 2022, so just a little over a year and a half.
0: Nice. And what is your role? What does a senior policy analyst do?
1: Good question. It can look a little different every day. I would say for the most part, I help carry forward pieces of uh, the the funding part of our transportation system plan. Um, so I help oversee our system development charge methodology update, uh, the transportation fee, which we'll talk about today. I've also done a lot of work around federal grant funding for the city. Um, so these are all in efforts to secure sustainable funding to fund elements of our Um, transportation and infrastructure systems.
0: Sure. So mostly it kind of sounds like that you kind of help support all these transportation initiatives that the city is undertaking and um, kind of seeing them through to fruition. Is that fair to say?
1: Yes, it is fair to say. I'm I'm one of the many people that work on it because as part of the transportation system plan, which involved a a two-year community engagement process, uh, there was kind of a funding plan that came out of it and there were pieces uh, that we have been acting upon. So the general obligation bond that voters approved and urban renewal. So uh, colleagues work on um, those elements, but I, I carry um, some of other pieces of that plan.
0: Maybe we can start with the simple question, like what is a transportation fee?
1: Yeah, so a transportation fee, we're really talking about a recurring fee that's collected on a customer utility bill. So both residents and businesses that receive a, a city utility bill. Um, and that funding would go to the operations and maintenance of our transportation system. This is a really common funding tool in Oregon um, because of some of some funding structural issues that, um, that a lot of cities in Oregon deal with. So over 30 cities in Oregon have a fee like this. It can often go by different names, uh, transportation utility fee or TUF, or street maintenance fee. So different names, but all kind of the same thing where um, a fee collected through the utility bill to help Uh, pay for the cost of maintaining the system. And it really is treating the transportation system as a utility, like your monthly sewer charge. So everyone is paying um, to, to keep the system operating at an adequate level. And because we all rely on the transportation in some way, whether you walk, bike, roll, drive, I mean, we all get delivery, garbage hauling services, school buses. There's a lot of things that function based on our transportation system. So that's kind of the idea behind it.
0: Why are we talking about this now? Why are we doing this now?
1: Yeah, so there's a few things at play. So first and foremost, we need a sustainable source of funding um, for operations and maintenance of our system. Um, Certain pots of money can be used for certain types of things. So the general obligation bond or system development charges, those can only be used for certain capital expenses. We don't have a great source of funding for just operations and maintenance. So, the transportation system plan and the financial plan that came out of that really identified a transportation fee as a preferred funding tool. Um, a lot of different funding tools were evaluated, and the transportation fee really kind of rose to the top as it's flexible, it could be used for these types of needs, Um, it was evaluated on dimensions of equity and impact and things like that. So this group, this kind of representative group really identified that this would be a helpful tool. I think another thing to point out is that it's uh, a critical need to maintain our system now. So, the longer we wait to have a sustainable source of funding for operations and maintenance of our system, it becomes more costly later on. So, um, for example, a street that's in poor condition can cost 10 times more to treat than um, a street in good condition. So you really want to just maintain what you have and not wait for things to kind of deteriorate to a level where you'll need more costly repairs. And then there's just a number of kind of structural funding issues that we're dealing with. So historically, the money that we've used to to fund this kind of work. So there's the state gas tax and then property tax um, as well. So I'll talk about each of those in turn. So the state gas tax is um, a source that we use, but it's pretty stagnant and it's forecasted to decline over time as vehicles become more fuel efficient or people have electric vehicles. So you're not getting as much Revenue out of that bucket of money and then on the property tax side So when we think about kind of general fund dollars in Oregon There's limitations to property taxes and Ben has one of the lowest property tax rates in the state um, So we're limited there and then there's just other needs from our general fund so in the past when um, I think it was like kind of back in 2016 or several years ago, our roads were in pretty bad shape. So the council chose to kind of do one-off investments for operations maintenance, operations and maintenance to kind of bring the system up to a better um, condition. But these were one-time investments and discretionary, so they're not kind of sustainable ongoing funds. And a lot of things pull from our general fund, primarily public safety, so fire and police. So we need to find other ways to fund those needs.
0: That's a great overview of, of the why behind all of this. Something that you mentioned, though, that I kind of wanted to touch on and maybe explain a little bit further that um, in the transportation system plan, which was done years back, this was something that was identified. It's not like we're pulling this idea out of thin air, like, oh, we need to do this now. We We need more money now. This is something that we've been working towards and planning for.
1: Yes. Absolutely. A lot of different funding tools were evaluated. We've known for a long time we need um, a fee like this, and it's part of kind of the near-term funding strategy that came out of that work that really was over a two-year timeline.
0: You probably have already touched on this, but I I wanted to ask, you know, why do we need this transportation fee? You kind of touched on that funding gap that we're um, missing, but why do we need it? Like, what tangibly you know, is this going to help accomplish for the city?
1: Yeah, so there will be a lot of benefits to residents and businesses. First and foremost, it helps us maintain our core duties, how we maintain a growing system. So we have, I think, over about 900 lane miles, over 500 sidewalk miles, over 100 miles of buffered um, or protected bike lanes and counting so we have a lot of kind of transportation infrastructure and assets that we need to maintain Um, and so for sweeping and plowing and just maintaining the quality of our pavement these are just core duties um, that we need to continue funding additionally the transportation fee will help um, with a number of other things as well so we're talking when talking about the transportation system plan there was a number of programs identified through that plan recommended for near term implementation for which we have no dedicated funding source so these are things like expanding our bike network wayfinding sidewalk infill safer crossings transportation equity programs traffic signal improvements there's just there was a lot identified but no associated funding source so in addition to maintaining those core duties residents and businesses can expect to see an enhanced level of service um, more frequent sweeping and plowing on sidewalks and um, bike lanes on priority routes things like that so those are the types of benefits that we'll see
0: right so it's um everyone's paying for it everyone who uses the transportation system is going to have some sort of buy-in um has there been talk about um people who visit here, kind of them paying their way into this as well?
1: Yeah, I would say that's the biggest question we get. How can we leverage the robust tourism that the city receives so that that visitors can help pay for the maintenance of the system as well? And I would say that in how the transportation fee is going to be structured accounts for that. So fees will be scaled and vary based on the, the type of use of the system. So certain types of development have um, different impacts on the system. Data shows us that that's the case. So hotels and motels, for example, have a higher wear and tear on our system than other business types. So that will be accounted for and how the fee is structured. So in that way, visitors can also help pay for the maintenance of our system and and contribute to this fee. That's what that will look like.
0: Who decides how the transportation fee funds are going to be spent?
1: Yeah, so we generally expect city council will set that fee amount and generally decide how that fee is allocated and for what activities. Um, We go through a two-year budgeting process. We'll also talk about, as part of that council conversation, certain accountability measures so that community members can be assured that the fee is being used as um, intended, it's transparent, and it's aligned with community priorities. So how do we follow up on how those um, revenues are spent? It might look like biannual reporting where we say, this is what we're going to spend it on, and this is what we spend it on. Or it might mean reconvening um, a community roundtable. So earlier this fall, we held three community roundtables with a representative of community stakeholders to get input on the transportation fee. So we could decide to reconvene that group. So there's a number of ways that we can choose to um, kind of bake that accountability into the ordinance, the implementing ordinance for this fee.
0: And also you mentioned too um, that there's the potential that it's going to be phased in, um, are we able to talk about what that might look like yet at this point or, or is it too early to tell?
1: Some ideas that have been floated out or maybe, so ultimately we're looking at um, a full like $15 million revenue target if we you know, collect the full amount of the fee where we're maintaining our core duties and then also enhancing level of service. So it could look like in the first year of this fee, we collect $5 million. So it's kind of collecting roughly a third of of what that would look like. So it's it's always a trade-off because if we're collecting less of that total revenue target, we're not able to do as much in terms of some of those additional enhanced services that I was describing. Um, but in terms of maintaining our core duties, we could. So it's, it's a trade-off between kind of phasing it in and having... It um, costs us more pal- palatable to folks in the beginning, but it means a little less that we can do in the beginning because we don't have that same level of revenue. So that will be kind of part of the conversation.
0: You talked about that fifteen million dollar uh, figure that we'd be collecting. Is that kind of the number that's been identified? That that's kind of what would kind of fill that gap and get us to where we need to be to continue to maintain the roads, plus provide better services for the community. Like that's kind of pencil it out and seeing that that's the spot we need to be at?
1: Yes, that's where council has provided direction of that's kind of that target where not only do we maintain levels of service, but can actually do more to advance the priorities from our transportation system plan. Now, I guess there's different ways of looking at it, because if we had no like maximum limit and we wanted to do everything and bring every road up to like ideal condition in the system and, and totally reduce our maintenance backlog. I mean, the number would be astronomical. So it is balancing both like, how can we continue keeping our system operating at a really good level and do a bit more?
0: What excites you about doing this type of work with the with transportation in this transportation world?
1: I think it's really exciting because it's tangible. You can go around town and you can directly see and feel the impact of This work, whether it be I'm going to be biking on this road and I feel safer doing so, or it's easier for me to walk to a destination, or there's less congestion on the system because of these improvements we've made. So it's just easier to drive around. No matter the mode, (laughs) you can feel the positive impact and it makes it easier to get around and, and feel connected. So I love that you can can see it in in real time <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and and my next question for you and kind of how i like to end these is just asking you know why why do you like working for the city what is it that kind of keeps you motivated oh
1: there's so many things i love about working for the city there's amazing folks that work here and so i just really enjoy coming to work every day and working with passionate um, smart people who want to make their community better i love living and working in our community and, and again, kind of seeing that tangible impact of the work that we do and being like, oh, I I had a piece of that. Um, and then I love being able to work with our community members. We just have an incredible community, passionate community, and I've gotten to, um, intersect with so many folks I might not otherwise. So, It's just been an incredible experience. I feel very grateful for it.
0: Thank you so much for your time and speaking to me today. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much to Sarah for being our guest on the podcast. As we move forward with this process, there are going to be opportunities for you to weigh in on the proposed fee. Here's where things stand now after the January 3rd City Council Work Session. The plan is to phase in the transportation fee starting July 1 of 2024 over a three-year period with an annual revenue target of 5 million in the first year, 10 million in year two, and 15 million in year three. That means residents can expect to pay about $4 to five and a half dollars per month extra on a utility bill in the first year. Council also gave direction that households that are receiving utility billing assistance should receive a 50% reduction in their transportation fee automatically during the first year of the fee. The fee will look a bit different for non-residential utility account holders. Those business accounts will be charged a scaled fee based on the square footage of their building in the first phase of the fee, with smaller footprint businesses paying less and larger square footage businesses paying more. There are also a few non-residential categories that Council wants to charge according to their type of use in the first phase, which includes charging tourist accommodations like hotels, motels, and short-term rentals a per-room charge, to account for the transportation impact of those uses. City staff are currently drafting the transportation fee code to reflect council direction. This draft code will be shared and reviewed at the February 7th council work session. Then in late February, council will hold a couple of listening sessions so community members like you can share public comment on the draft code, details on time and location, will be shared soon. If you'd like to be involved in the process, you can always write to council with your questions and feedback at council at And you can stay up to date on the progress of the transportation fee at bendoregon.gov transportation fee. Thank you for tuning in to Inside Bend. If you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe and you can check back each month for new episodes. And also a very special thank you to the Pitchfork Revolution for providing us with this music.